Sox fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. And uh, before we get started, Eddie, on the show, it's 9-11, so we just want to remember everybody that was affected on that date and uh, hope that everybody had a good weekend. And, you know, 15 years ago, 9-11 happened, and uh, hopefully it won't happen again. And the U.S. continues to go forward as, uh, you know, we fight terrorism in the world today. And uh, with that, we've got a good show for you today. Actually, a different show. We're going to talk about the World Cup of Hockey. Um, We're going to go over the format. We're going to talk about the teams. We're going to give some predictions. We're going to also talk about some of the action. If you watch some of the games, we saw Kessler out there mixing it up. Uh, We've seen North America scoring a bazillion goals. So we have a few different things to get to, Eddie. And uh, with that, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the format first. And it's set up in two groups. You have Group A, which is Europe. Canada, uh, the U.S., and Czech, and then you've got Group B, which is going to be Finland, North America, Sweden, and Russia. So those are your two groups, and um, let's talk a little bit about the format, Eddie. How, how is this going to play out? You know, Who's going to play who, and how many rounds, and whatnot? Yeah, so, I mean, there's been a little bit of criticism about there being no quarterfinal. It, um, I mean, it, considering the tournament is only about a couple weeks, it makes it, it makes more sense. But uh, since there's four teams in each group, they, they all play each other once, so they'll all play three games. Um, and based off, obviously, wins and overtime losses and, and regu- regulation overtime wins and, and goal differential, uh, the top two teams will, will move on in each group. So um, let's say if Canada and the U.S. win group, Group B, uh, Group A, and North America and Sweden win Group B. The winner of Group A will play the runner-up in Group B in the semifinal, and the winner of Group B will play the runner-up of Group A, and that will be the semifinal match. And they'll play one match each, um, and they're scheduled for the 24th and the 25th of September. And the winners of each of those matches will then go on and play in a best-of-three format final where the games will take place on September 27th, September 29th, and the final game, if needed, on October 1st. So um, that's how it's going to line up. Um, I think it's interesting to, to see them do that. It, it's a little bit different kind of format than we've ever really seen been done in hockey. It's more of a kind of World Cup of soccer thing where you see it going on. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do it, and, and it really... Any team right now has a chance to win. Yeah, I like that format, Eddie. You know, we talked about this a little bit before the show and how it's a little bit different. I, I like, you know, after the top two teams and Group A and Group B are determined, it's, you know, they don't just play each other to then go on to the final. You've got A playing B and B, you know, playing A. you got it crossed over. So it's kind of interesting because, and we'll talk about our predictions a little bit later, but, I mean, you still could have two people from Group A playing in the final or two from Group B or some kind of a combination. So I like it. It's a variety. Um, it makes it a little bit more interesting, a little bit more difficult. And, uh, you know, it just adds a little extra element, I think, to it in, this, in that, you know, so I guess we'll call it the second round uh, is if we want to call it that, Eddie. Yeah, and the, the, the other thing I like, too, is uh, a lot of times you see in a tournament, and, and uh, I mean, I think they there's really no upset, um, obviously, with how, how good each team is. But the fact that they're having a best of three uh, final, I think that kind of adds something to to something other than the playoffs that we haven't seen in any international tournaments. Usually, it's a say in the Olympics, it's a gold medal game, or even in the World Cup, uh, or say the World Championships, it's just the one gold medal game, and the winner, 
you know goes on to win but in, in this case you get to play at least or you know at least two or the best of it's the best of three formats so i think that adds a little bit of something we haven't seen in a while so even if you lose game one you, know, you still have those two chances to get back into it yeah definitely i i like it i like the second round i like like you said the third you know the final matchup you know that it's actually three games and not just a, a you know winner take all in one game so i think that also adds to it as well and, you know, with that, we might as well talk about uh, Group A, and we'll talk about the different teams. So we'll kind of go over a little bit about how we think each one will shape up, and then we'll also talk about Group B. But in Group A, if we start out, we'll, we'll start out with your and my favorite, and probably the favorite of a lot of people, is uh, Team Canada. Uh, as you know, it's got Ryan Getzloff and Corey Perry on there from the Ducks, but also some other quality players as well. Logan Couture, Sidney Crosby, Matthew Shane, uh, Patrice Bergeron. You have, you know, Stamkos, uh, Seguin, Taves. I mean, we can just add on to the list of forwards here, and it's just ridiculous. Um, the defense, which may, maybe not as strong, but um, you've got Burns, Dowdy, Muzzin, Petrangelo, Weber, still uh, you know solid uh, players as well on there. And then you've got Crawford, Holtby, and Carey Price in that, which obviously you can't go wrong with those guys. So this team's got a pretty solid lineup going through all the players on here, Eddie. What do you think as far as you know them doing well um, in certain aspects and maybe not so well in some other areas? Well, you know, I think they have to be the favorites going in. Um, you know, I think you might you may take a little bit of heat for just saying that Team Canada is one of your favorites, but uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, their forward group is top top notch. I mean, elite players everywhere. Like you said, Crosby's there, Stamkos is there, Tavares, Taves, Getzlaff, and Perry are there. You know, Bergeron. Uh, these are top of the you know top of the line players. Maybe the the only argument for elite player you could maybe say is Brad Marchand, but you know, based on the season he had. Last year, I mean, he deserves to be there. So, um, I think you can't go wrong with the forward line. Obviously, they they did they did struggle in their first uh, pre-tournament game against the U.S., but they came out the other day and 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 won five two and looked really good. Um, you know, defense on the right side, especially with you know Doughty and Burns and Petrangelo. Uh, I mean, you know, Doughty just won the Norris. Burns was up for contention. Petrangelo, uh, people expect him to be in contention for the Norris. Uh, for for the rest of his career as well, and then you've also got Shea Weber too. So uh, I mean, right there on the on the right-handed defenseman, you know, you've you've got the, some of the best of the best. Uh, I think the only weakness, if you had to pick one, uh, I mean, it's hard to pick weaknesses on on these top teams and where you're getting the best players in the NHL. But you know, left-sided defense, it's not the best. I mean, maybe it's the best that you could get for Team Canada, but it's not definitely not the best in the tournament. You know, you've got Jay Bowmeister who who replaced Duncan Keith and obviously that's a huge loss for them. I think if Keith was there, we wouldn't really be talking about the left side being uh weaker. And then you've got, you know, Jake Muzzin who will play most likely play along uh Drew just alongside Drew Doughty and, and Plastic who should play alongside Brent Burns and them both being uh, teammates in the NHL, but you know, it, if there was a weakness you would have to draw on for Canada, I think it would definitely be left side on defense. But then you move into goaltending, and you've got arguably the, the two best goaltenders in the league in Carey Price and, and Braden Holtby, and you know, a, a not even another slouch in Corey Crawford, who who's up there as well. So you've got three elite goaltenders, and that you know, there, there's not too many weaknesses for the, this team, and you can see why they're they're an early favorite. Yes, and uh, as it going on with the the theme of them being the favorite, that uh, you know, let's clear this up here, okay? I think they're the favorite for the tournament, but they're not my favorite <laughs> team, Eddie. Okay, okay. So uh, 
No, just all joking aside. We, you know, we had some some heat. It was funny, uh, you know, tweeting out different things during the uh, the last two games. Obviously, uh, you know, USA won the first, and then Canada came back and won the second. It was just funny to you know put out tweets both sides. You know, uh, each team winning. It was funny to see some other people chirping on there back and forth. It's all in good fun, people. We, you know, obviously, Ked, um, Eddie is for Team Canada, and I'm for you know USA. Hello, but it's just good fun. And I know some people take it really serious and whatnot. Don't read too much into the tweets. We're just having a good time. But um, like you said, Eddie, I do agree. I do think uh, Canada is the favorite to win this one. Uh, the forward line is stacked. I agree with you on the defense. Maybe the left side's a little weak, uh, but solid goaltending for sure. And if they're going to play like they did in that second game against Team USA, then you know I, I think they're going to have a really excellent chance. And you know we'll go into Team USA now too. Uh, you know they they have a good squad as well. I mean they came out on fire uh, in that in that uh, contest against Canada. You saw uh, Kessler smash uh, you know Weber into the glass. Uh, you then saw Thornton smash Kessler in the second game. So you already saw all that action ramping up. But this is a team that's loaded too. I mean you've got Patrick Kane on there. You got T.J. Oshie, Zach Parise, uh, Max Pacioretty, uh, Kyle Palmieri. I mean you know there's plenty of forward depth on this team. Uh, the defense as well, Jack Johnson, Eric Johnson, Ryan McDonough, uh, Niskanen, Sutter. I mean, you've got plenty of guys there as well on the defense. The goaltending is solid for Team USA as well. Ben Bishop, Jonathan Quick, and Corey Snyder. Um, you know, this team, I, after watching these two games, Eddie, between Canada, they're pretty even in my mind. I mean, I, like I said, I still I still go with my earlier prediction of Canada being the favorite, but I, I think it's going to be interesting to see these two teams play, especially after those you know two uh, you know non uh, you know meaningless games or whatever you know that people were saying that weren't really meaningless because of all the uh, intense play that happened. Yeah, and you know the U.S. definitely has still has a good team. You know, you've you've got a bona fide superstar in Patrick Kane. You've you've got some great players in, in Kessler and Bacchus and Patch Reddy and, and you know Joe Pavelski who's who's improved every season. You've got Blake Wheeler who's coming off a great season. Kyle Palmieri who's coming off a great season. So you know uh, up and forward they're they're great too on defense. Uh, I think they've got a a better left side. Uh, than Team Canada and Suter, McDonough, and Johnson. You know, the right side is maybe a little bit worse, but, it, uh, you know, the guys that you have over there are still good. You know, Bufflin and Carlson and Niskin and Johnson, I think that's still a great right side. And then in goal, and I mean, take your pick. You've got Bishop, Quick, or Schneider. Any one of those guys could win you a game. So I think they're a great team, and I think they're the they're the favorites to to move on with Canada in that group. Um, I think the only the only thing you might say is a weakness for them is, is maybe finding some consistency t- to score goals across every line. Obviously, you're going to rely a lot on Patrick Kane and Joe Pavelski and, and Max Pacioretty. And then from there, you know, I, I mean, you've got Kessler and Bacchus and, and Ablocator and Dubinsky. Are those guys going to score goals for you? Uh, I mean, they definitely can. Uh, but I think, you know, we're nitpicking here to try and find weaknesses on all-star right, right. teams. But if if you had to pick one, I think maybe it would be consistency from every line to, to go out there and be a threat. You know, and if you, I mean, I know it's just a small picture, but if you look at those two games against Canada, it kind of was like that. I mean, they, they were more on fire in the first game, getting goals, and then the second game you saw they weren't scoring as much. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, we're nitpicking, but we're just trying to give you our thoughts, you know, what we like or maybe dislike on the teams. But I agree with you. If there's anything, maybe it's the consistency in the offense. And like Eddie mentioned, we both think – that uh, it's going to be U.S. and Canada winning this group. That's how we think it's going to pan out. Um, but we'll still talk about the other teams as well. We've got two more in this group. We've got uh, Europe, 
which uh, you know this is kind of an interesting team, Eddie, because it's players from all over the different countries. Uh, you know, the people that aren't from Finland, that aren't from Sweden or Russia or Czech. You know, so it's it's a big mix, and I, I think it's interesting because you have this variety of players, but I also think it's kind of a weakness because of maybe the depth on this team, uh, as you and I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, um, is the way it pans out because it's it's just really spread out. You've got all kinds of guys on here. I mean, you've got Gabrick, um, you've got Hosa on here, you've got Kopitar, you've got st- still some big names. You've got Tatar, Vanek, you know, there's still some quality forwards on there. Um, the defense, uh, obviously Zdeno Char is as big as they get. Uh, Rome and Yoshi, um, you still have a few of those guys. Uh, Lucas Spiza, former Duckies, on this team as well. Um, it's going to be interesting with this team, but I think they're going to have a tougher time. I, I, I think that uh, you know, as far as scoring and playing solid defense on both sides of the puck, it's going to be a little bit difficult for Team Europe. Yeah, I, I think they'll have no problem with, with their top two lines and their top two pairing on defense. You would obviously expect the line of Kopitar, Tatar, and, and Zuccarello to be a threat, and then you can still throw over Hosa and Nita Ryder. And like you said, Vanek and Franz Nielsen and Gabrick and, and, and Bodker as well. And, you know, those are all solid NHL guys. But when you get on beyond that, you know, you've got Yannick Hansen, you've got Tobias Reeder, you've got, you know, Pierre, uh, Pierre Edward Belmar. I mean, these are third or fourth line guys in the NHL. And you're going up against teams who are like, like Canada or even the U.S. who are playing, you know, on every line on their fourth line. They've still got superstars. So I think that's the only area they're going to struggle is having to ice those lines and, and really, you know, kind of just hold back and play defense against some of the superstars that they're going to have to go up against. And, and you look at the same thing on defense, you know, they've got Yossi, who, who's an elite player in the NHL. You know, they've got Char. I mean, he's aging a little bit, but, uh, you know, got Sakara and Strite. Um, but, like, then it, it kind of veers off from there with Spiza and Erhoff and Seiderberg. And, you know, those guys are, like, bottom six guys. So I think, you know, the top four defensemen in the top you know six uh and uh, forwards will be fine but when it goes on from down there and it kind of is the same thing in goal too and we saw today uh north america just lit up thomas grice and, and it was a bad game for mm-hmm. him and, and philip grubauer is there you know obviously it was a big hit for them losing uh freddie anderson so now they've got grubauer and grice who aren't who aren't starters in the nhl and you're you're really relying on yourself halak to come out uh, and play every game for them and if he can't do that then you know they're going to struggle there so i think their big issue is depth uh, i mean there's still a chance that they could surprise everybody and move on uh, i don't think they'd win the group uh, but they could you know definitely steal second place from under the u.s if they can you know cause a few upsets yeah i think it depends like you said that uh, you know and net is kind of worrisome i mean obviously uh, anderson you know going out and uh if you didn't hear that news uh you know he had a, that shoulder injury um, they expect him to be back at the beginning of the NHL season for Toronto. So that's kind of where that's been. But um, like you said, Grice got lit up today by North America. I mean, and North America has been scoring goals. I mean, they've got 11 goals in, in two games. So uh, we'll get to them a little bit in Group B. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a concern I, I see with this team is the goalie depth. Um, obviously, Grice probably won't be starting any more of the games. I don't know how you know how they'll decide it. But if Halak goes, maybe it'll be a little bit better chance for them but i agree with you eddie you know the couple top lines and top pairings are great but after that it's going to be a little bit difficult to have you know a a balanced attack and defense um you know i think they can uh, hold their own against check but uh, you know team usa and team canada it's going to be i think an uphill battle for them yeah, and then you look at the other team that's in the group too in, in the Czech Republic. You know they've had a couple of close games against Russia in the pre-tournament, but 
you know, when it comes to the tournament and playing in such a tough group, I think they're going to struggle. I, I, I think they're, you know, I, it's hard to say any team is the worst team in the tournament. I, <laughs> but I, when you look at their roster and the players they have, yeah. I think, you know, they have to be the underdogs for the tournament. I think they their lineup on paper is the worst one. Um, they still have some great players. You know, they've got Jakub Voracek and Thomas Plekanec and, and David Pasternak, Andre Palat. And they've still got some really, really good players. Um, and you think their forward depth is okay. Um, you know, they've got NHL players in pretty much every position other than Roman Cervenka and Michael Berner, who are, I believe are both fill-ins anyway. Uh, but the real issue comes on defense where, I mean, their best defenseman is <laughs> Zibnik Mikalik or, or Roman or Roman Polak. So there's no real elite players on defense for them. I think that's where they're going to struggle. I mean, Peter Mrazek, Michael Neuverth, Andre Platt, they're all good guys in net. And like we mentioned, the Florida group is pretty good. But on defense, you know, you've got some borderline NHL players and some guys who don't even play in the NHL. So I think it's going to be tough for them uh, in that aspect. I think that's where they're going to really struggle. Yeah, I agree with you. If I was going to pick a team, I mean, like you said, I guess even in both groups, but of course, Group A, I would think that the Czech team would definitely finish at the bottom. Like you said, the defense is really the issue here. I mean, you've got Jordan, who's a UFA, not even signed. You've got a couple guys, uh, you know, KHL. You've got some other, you know, lower defensemen. Not to take anything away from him, but like you said, if you're relying on Polak as your best guy, I mean, you know, that's that's a little rough. I mean, I think the defense is definitely going to be something that team check's going to have to worry about. Uh, they may squeeze out a couple games. I mean, the, their goalie situation isn't too bad. Mrazek, Nervirth, you know, they could maybe, you know, have some tight, low-scoring games, Eddie, that they could pull out. But I think it's going to be difficult for them in this group. I really think that they're going to probably be the ones that are in going to end up, uh, you know, fourth in this uh, Group A. Yeah, and, you know, with that, I think summarizing Group A, I think, We'd both have to say that it looks like Canada and the U.S. would be the teams to move on. I think most people would agree with that. Uh, maybe an outside chance at, at Team Europe causing an upset and, and maybe even surprising Canada or the U.S. and moving on to the to the semifinals. But you would have to say that Canada and the U.S. are, are most likely the favorites for Group A. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think it's going to be U.S. and Canada's the uh, two favorites out of Group A. And, uh, you know, with that, we'll shift over to Group B. And we'll look at the teams there and, and talk about our favorites here. And uh, starting off, we've got uh, Team North America, which, you know, has been an interesting team, Eddie. Like I said, they've dropped 11 goals in two games. Um, you know, obviously, this is the, the Young Guns team, pretty much. I mean, you've got uh, Connor McDavid on there. You've got Jonathan Druid, uh, Jack Eichel, uh, Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, Larkin, Austin Matthews. I mean, you just got a, lo- a load of young talent on this team uh, in the forward area. Um, on defense, it's not as bad as as well. You've got Ekblad on there. Uh, you've got Riley Truba, at Jones as well. So, uh, you know, you've got a decent uh, young group of defensemen as well. And then in net, you've got Gibson from the Ducks. And, of course, you know, Matt Murray, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, won the Stanley Cup. So, I mean, they're pretty pretty solid in uh, net, too, Eddie. Uh, I, you know, I think this team can actually, you know, do some damage in Group B. Yeah, and really, boy, are they fun to watch from the, last, from the two games that we've seen so far. I mean, these guys can just fly. Um, you've got some potential superstars and, and guys who are already superstars in the NHL. You've got Johnny Goodrow, you've got Nathan McKinnon, uh, Connor McDavid. You know, Brandon Saad is coming off a great season with the Blue Jackets. Mark Shifley is coming off a great season. Jack Eichel, who top draft pick, Jonathan Drew, top draft pick. So, I mean, 
this team is going to be really fun to watch. I mean, you have Austin Matthews, too, who is a first overall this year. So from what we've seen from them, I mean, they can score goals, and that's for sure. And they're going to do that all tournament no matter who they're facing, no matter what goalie they're facing. And they're never never seemingly going to get tired either. So that's something they've got going for them. And even on defense where, uh, I mean, normally you would expect the team this young to, to be weak on defense. I mean, you've got Aaron Ekblad, who's one of the best young defensemen in the NHL, Shane Gostersphere as well, Seth Jones, Ryan Murray, Morgan Riley, Jacob Truba. I mean, these guys are already top four in the NHL. Um, so there's no issue there on defense. Uh, you might not have a, a superstar yet, uh, but any of these guys on this blue line are, are eventually, you know, even, even maybe even all of them are eventually going to be superstars in the NHL. And then you, you move into net too. You've got John Gibson, who was great for the Anaheim Ducks. You've got Connor Hellebuck, who had a great season for Winnipeg when he was there, and Matt Murray, who obviously won the Stanley Cup with the Penguins. So you've got three good goalies in that as well. So I think it's probably the most interesting team to watch. Uh, a lot of people's outside favorite other than the you know the country they're living in. Obviously, just to see all these young guys play on a team together is, is pretty exciting to watch. Um, you know, It's hard to pick a weakness on them. I think maybe the only weakness is just a lack of experience. Maybe um, it's hard to say that. <laughs> I mean, these guys are all <laughs> NHL players, but uh, you know, they, they have... They did allow four ga- uh, goals against uh, Team USA today. Uh, not Team USA, Team Europe today. So, you know, is that maybe an issue when you face a team like Canada, the U.S., or, or even Sweden or Russia? I mean, we'll have to see. But it's definitely a team with a lot of potential and probably the the biggest dark horse in the tournament to do well. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I think, like you said, they're a fun team to watch. You know, they uh, beat Europe 4 nothing in the first game, then... The, the last one was 7-4. to four. I mean, they jumped out early in that one. But like you said, they, they also gave up some goals later on. So I think, you know, if you're going to want some entertainment when you're watching this uh, tournament, this is the team to watch because, I mean, they are fast. They're speed all over the ice on this team. Um, and I agree with you, maybe the experience is a little bit of an issue just because it is a bunch of younger guys and it's guys that, you know, are, are newer to the league and, you know, haven't been as in many tournaments and situations as maybe some of the older guys. But I still think that this team has a good chance and it's actually one of the teams that you and I think will uh, possibly move on from Group B. So we we think that they're going to actually do pretty well in this group. And another team that we think that's going to do pretty well in this group is uh, Team Sweden. Uh, they're pretty loaded as well, Eddie. Uh, you've got Backlund, Backstrom, Ericsson, uh, Forsberg. Uh, you got you know former Duck, uh, short-time Duck, uh, Carl Haglund on there. Um, you know, just loaded all over the place. Uh, they got both the Sedins as well, uh, Silverberg, Raquel, which we'll talk a little bit about Raquel in a, in a minute. We'll ha- have an update on him. Um, on the defense, you've got also Lindholm, of course, from the Ducks. So you've got the three Swedes in there from Anaheim. You've got uh, Ekman Larson on there, Hedman, Ekholm. I mean, it's a pretty solid group. Uh, uh, Carlson, too. I mean, you know, Strahman. I mean, th- there's a lot of good names on this team. You've got Enroth and Nett, Lundqvist. I mean, this is a pretty solid group, and I mean, this is the other team that I think is going to do pretty well here in uh, Group B, Eddie. Yeah, you know, they have a really strong team throughout, uh, you know, similar to to, uh, the U.S. and Canada, where their whole team is just loaded in in every line, in every position, and, you know, I think they arguably have the the best defense at the tournament. Uh, I mean, Ekman Larson, Hedman, Carlson, even Lindholm and, and Ekholm and, and Jarmusson and Strahlman, these are all top four guys, and some of them are, are arguably the best defensemen in the league, and Hedman and Carlson, even Ekman Larson. 
Um, so, I, I mean, their defense is great uh, on Ford. You know, the Sedins obviously getting a little bit older, but they're still great players. Let Landis Cog, we've got Raquel and Silverberg there as well. Uh, Backstrom and Forsberg, who are, who are great players as well. So they're going to have no problem scoring goals. Defense is going to be great for them, and they're going to get a lot of offense from, from their defense as well. I think the only issue for them might come in goal. I, I think if Lundqvist struggles, there's not much that they can go to after that. They've got Enroth and Markstrom as their, their two backups, and they're both backups in the NHL. So I think it's... Um, I think that might be the only issue for them. I mean, obviously, you've got one of the best goalies in the league in Lundqvist, so it's hard to say there's an issue there. It's just you look at a lot of the other teams, and they've got you know a plan B and a plan C. You look at Canada and and the U.S. for sure. You know they've got three elite goalies, and you can't really say Sweden has that. So I think if you had to pick an issue for them, I think that would be it. Yeah, and the only other thing that came up with uh, Team Sweden, obviously, was the news of uh, Ricard Raquel. He actually had to leave and go home. Um, the word is from the Swedish news is that he has some kind of a stomach flu, um, may, maybe food poisoning, something like that. It doesn't look like it's serious and he's going to be out for a while from the different reports that I saw. But, uh, you know, a little unfortunate there, especially, I mean, obviously with our ducks and, you know, trying to get the contract done there, Eddie. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a blow to uh, Sweden, but they've got plenty of forwards in there. I just, uh, you know, hope he gets, you know, well and whatever he ate that was bad, hopefully uh, gets through a system and he would get him back out there on the ice. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he'll be actually able to participate in the tournament, which would be nice because I think we're all excited to see him and the other Ducks play. Um, but if not, like you said, hopefully he's healthy for the start of the season. And, and, you know, obviously it doesn't seem like it's anything too serious. So we'd expect him to be ready for the tournament and if not, to, to be ready for the start of the season. You know, and then looking at the other teams here, uh, we've also got Team Russia, which, you know, this is kind of an interesting team, Eddie. I, you know, I don't know how they'll do in Group B. I don't, I don't think they'll do as well, but, I mean, I, I'm not going to look down on them too much. But um, this team, you know, has some KHL players in it. Um, it's got some decent, uh, obviously, NHLers. Obviously, Malkin's on the team, uh, Kucherov, uh, Tarasenko, you know, obviously some big names. Ovechkin, of course, you know that he's going to be on there. Um, and, you know, they may do okay. You know, I don't know. Their defense is kind of, you know, interesting. You've got Emlin on there, Markov, Orloff, um, you know, a few, you know, decent players and whatnot. Uh, in goal, Bobrovsky's on there, Valarmov. So you've got some, you know, decent uh, goaltending there. I, I just don't know with the defense, you know, and, and obviously the depth of this team trying to score. I don't know really how they're going to do in this tournament. I, I still think that they're, you know, I don't know. Maybe they could squeeze into the, you know, one of those spots, but I, th- I think it's going to be tough going against uh, North America and Sweden in this group. Yeah, and let's be honest, the top two lines for this team could score for fun. I mean, you've got Kucherov, you've got Evgeny Kuznetsov, Malkin, Panarin, Tarasenko, and Ovechkin. I, I mean, you couldn't ask for any better top six, and it's one of the better right. ones um, in the tournament, that's for sure, at least for scoring goals. Um, it. it kind of tails off in there. You still have Pavel Datsuk, who's a great player. Vadim Shapachev was one of the stars of the World Championships and, and was really you know looking to come into the NHL this season. Uh, Artem Anisimov had a great season for the Chicago Blackhawks. Evgeny Dadanov, you know, these are all SK St. Petersburg players, so you would expect Dadanov and Datsuk and Shapachev to play together because they all play for the same team in the KHL. So I think their forward group is fine. I think, like you said, the only issue for them is on defense. Um, you know, Orlov is, is a good player for the, the Capitals. Kulikov just got traded to the Sabres. He's a good player. You know, Emelin and Markov will play together. They've got experience playing together for the Canadians. And then you've got Marchenko and, and Zaitsev. But it's definitely not 
an elite defense, and I think that's their issue. I think in goal, you know, Bobrovsky will be fine. Varlamo is a good backup, and, and even Vasilevsky is a good third guy for that team. So I think they're good in forward, good on goal. I just think defense for them is going to be an issue. And, you know, we saw them play two games so far where they just squeaked by the Czech Republic 4-3 and then lost to them 2-1 in a shootout. So, uh, I mean, that might be the real big issue for them is definitely defense. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, with them fighting it out, too, I think another team that's going to kind of be in the same boat is Team Finland. Um, you know, I don't know how they're going to do in this this bracket, but I think still behind uh, Sweden and North America, maybe they you know, bump into one of those two spots as well. I mean, um, they've definitely got uh, good quality players on here, too. Uh, they've got Barkov on there, Granlin, Filippola, uh, Jokinen, Koivu, um, Patrick Lean. I mean, you've got, you know, a decent forward group on here. Uh, Tara Vinen's on here as well. So the forward depth, you know, it's probably a little bit more balanced than, than uh, like Russia, you were talking about how they had their top six. Um, when you look at the defense, uh, Ole Mata obviously is, is a big name on there. And we all know, of course, Sammy Botnin's on there, Resta Linen as well. So you've got, you know, you got some decent defensemen on this team. Uh, another KHL player on here too as well. And then when you go to net, it really depends. I mean, um, you've got Rask and you've got uh, Pecorine, so you've got some solid goaltending in there as well. Uh, I just think with this team, it's it's probably more of them trying to win together as a team. I, I don't really see them having as many you know caliber superstar players as maybe some of the other teams, Eddie, that could maybe carry some of those teams uh, you know into the second round. Yeah, and, and it still is a relatively young team. Obviously, you've got you know Miko Koivu on there as well, and you've got Valtteri Filppula, UC Jokinen. Uh, but you also have some really young guys, especially in Sebastian Ajo, uh, Patrick Laine, two two guys who haven't even uh, made their debuts in the NHL yet. You know, Toivo Teravainen, um, even Michael Granlin as well. So I uh, I mean, it is a young team. Um, I think it's a it's a pretty balanced forward unit, like you said. Uh, no superstars other than possibly Laine. Uh, you know, Barkov is a great player as well, but. It's gonna, they're going to struggle, I think, to score goals if their main outlet here looks to be Patrick Laine. So, um, and then on defense, it, it is a good defense. Obviously, the the right side is is really good with Vatnin, and Ristolainen and, and Vilipaka, and the left side is pretty good as well with Mata, Yokipaka, and, and Lindell. But I think the big issue on defense for them just comes in in the age of all these players. I, I mean, they're all very young, and you're relying on, on them to to carry you <laughs> through this tournament. And there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, you've got Team North America as well, who's a very young team. And they have some great defensemen there, um, but if like we we do have to pick something, so I think either the forward depth and who's going to score goals for them, or possibly the age of the defensemen. I, I think they're set in goal with Pekarene and Tukarask. I mean, you wouldn't expect both of those guys to get hurt, and even Miko Koskinen had a great World Championship. So I think uh, those would be the really the only thing two things you could really pick out with, with that team. Yeah, and then if we look at Group, uh, you know, B, uh, I think we're in agreement on this. We think uh, North America and uh, Team Sweden are probably the ones that are going to come out on this one, Eddie. Those are our favorites in this group. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you would have to pick those two. I think it, it's a, a lot more open of a group than than Group A, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Russia or even Finland go on. Uh, I think uh, the games for this group are going to be a lot closer. Uh, personally, I think North America is probably the favorite. I just think the way they've played and just the, the caliber of players they have, I think they're a favorite to go through. But obviously Sweden and the lineup they have, they're right up there. But you know, we talked about how good Russia's top six is. They've got some great goaltending, you know, some questions on, on, on defense. But if they can just score goals for fun, I mean, there's a good chance they could go through. 
and Finland still is, is a good team as well. So, uh, I mean, it's definitely more open, but uh, the teams we expect to go on are Canada, the U.S., and the North America and Sweden. And then from there, the way it would work, uh, you know, if those are the four teams, then depending on how they would finish, you know, U.S. would play either North America or Sweden, then Canada would play one of those of the other two teams. So it would be interesting to see because – I mean, there's all kinds of combinations, which kind of makes it interesting, as we talked about earlier. I mean, U.S. could end up playing Canada again uh, in the final, or uh, North America against Sweden, you know, or obviously, you know, other teams in those groups as well. Or it could be a Group A team against a Group B team. So I think that that part's what makes it interesting for me, Eddie, is I'm, I'm really going to be curious to see um, after the uh, the games, you know, in within each group, uh, and then see what happens in that, you know, second round, as we're calling it, with the one game, you know, basically between each of the uh, the groups here. I think that's really going to be a, a fun part to watch and see and just see how it shapes up because, uh, like we said, uh, you know, anybody can play anybody in the final. Yeah, and I'm I'm interested to see Team North America play uh, either Canada or the U.S. if they both, <laughs> either one of them move on to the semifinals. Obviously, if if our predictions are are come true, then it would be either Canada or the U.S. playing Team North America in the semis, and it'd be interesting to see how they uh, how they deal with that. Obviously, the the kids on Team North America are from the Canada Canada and the U.S., so it'd be a, a cool game to watch that for sure. And I mean, some of these guys on Team North America could play on, on Team USA or Canada right now. I think we all agree Johnny Goodrow could probably make the Team US lineup right now, and maybe even Connor McDavid or, or Nathan McKinney could play for Team Canada. So I think it will be interesting to see that. But just that, like you said, the way it works out and, and how they move on to the final, I think it will be interesting to see which team makes it there. Yeah, you know, I'm talking about these teams and, and whatnot. We do have, you know, uh, some fan questions that uh, are, go towards the World Cup. I mean, obviously, this, you know, some of them are Ducks related and whatnot. But we had uh, Eddie Richard asks us, you know, who do you like in this tournament that's not a Ducks player? So I'll throw that one out there for you, Eddie, and then I'll follow up. You know, which which players are you maybe watching that you know aren't on the Anaheim Ducks team or soon to be resigned to the Anaheim Ducks team? <laughs> Uh, I mean, if, I, if I'm going to make it easy for him, I think I, I'll, you know I can pick one from each team pretty much. Uh, I, I mean, I really like to see what Brad Marchand does for Team Canada. I, I mean, arguably the only guy who's not a superstar on that team. So it'll be interesting to see how he does for them. Uh, I mean, I'm really excited to see Johnny Goodrow play for Team North America. I think that's one of the players I'm most excited to see play uh, at the tournament. I, I mean, I think he he's been great, obviously, for the Flames so far. And they, you know, once they get him signed to a contract, I think he's going to be amazing for them this season coming up. Uh, for the U.S., um, you know, I, I'm excited to to see how Kyle Palmieri does. I know he, I mean, technically mm-hmm. he's not a duck anymore, so I'm uh, I'm right, excited right. to see him, uh, you know, in a team US team USA jersey, and I'm excited to see how well he does for them. Um, for Team Europe, I would have said Freddie Anderson, uh, but I, I'd have to say Thomas Tatar. I mean, there's a lot of hype about him coming <laughs> coming to the Ducks yep. this season. Um, it'll be cool to see how he does on a great line with Kopitar and Zuccarello. Um, I think he he's gonna have a a better season than he did last year this year with Detroit. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, for Team Sweden, ew, this is a hard one. Uh, because <laughs> I, I want to say Raquel, but obviously the question kind of goes against that. So maybe I would well, you say don't, you don't you don't have to pick from every team. Just whoever you think, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll say Philip Forsberg, and I'll just leave it at that because I don't really know. Uh, for Russia, <laughs> I want to see how Vadim Shipachev does because there was a lot of rumors about him coming to the NHL. And I kind of want to see how he does there. And then I think I'm not even going to pick one from <laughs> the Czechs or Finland. I can't really pick one from there. Yeah, no, it's all good. I I, I think 
uh, as far as the ones that I'm looking at, I mean, definitely Team Canada. I'm really, you know, curious to watch. I mean, I I like Seguin, Stamkos, and Crosby, so I'm definitely going to be watching Team Canada for that. Um, like you mentioned on Team USA, uh, Kyle Palmieri for sure. I mean, that you know, that's going to be interesting to see how he does. I also like Pacioretty. I want to see how he does in that lineup. Uh, that's probably probably about it from uh, the Team USA. Uh, I do like Ben Bishop too. I want to see how he does in net. Um, and probably overall, you know, the biggest one I really want to see, I mean, I know we talked about already, is, is really Team North America. I just, I want to see these guys do well, Eddie. I mean, I know that we've talked about our favorites and, and we said that, you know, Canada is a big favorite. And obviously I'm rooting for the U.S., of course. But I, I like looking at this team. I, I want to see uh, Druin do well and, and Larkin and, and Matthews and McKinnon and McDavid. I mean, they're just such a fun team to watch. Um, being the young guys, being fast, you know, maybe being a little bit, uh, you know, uh, reckless here and there. You know, they're they're obviously, uh, you know, like we said, not as much uh, NHL experience on this team. But uh, that's really what I'm looking at as as far as the players go. But particularly if there's a team, uh, you know, North America is definitely the team for me to keep my eye on. Yeah, and I think the exciting thing about this is is you'll never get to see some of these guys play with each other again. I mean, you look at the top line right now, it's McDavid, Eichel, and Goodrow. I mean, eventually you'll see Eichel and Goodrow play together for Team USA, but I'm sure you'll never see McDavid play with Eichel or Goodrow again. I mean, you don't expect Goodrow and McDavid to play together. They play on opposing teams in Calgary and Edmonton, and Connor McDavid is Canadian. So just to see all these guys play together, and, and even Larkin, who's the American, Matthews is American. you got Shifley and McKinnon, who are, who are Canadian. Drouin is Canadian. So it's, it's really cool to see all these guys uh, from the U.S. and Canada, some of the you know the top pro- prospects for each country play together uh, on the same team. So I, I think that's one of the the cool things about you know this team being made. I was skeptical, to be honest, about it being made in the first place, and now you look at some of the lineups and and the players on this team and how they've been playing. And I think it's really exciting to see all these guys play together. Yeah, I agree with you. I think when we we first you know heard about this tournament, and we heard oh there's going to be a team Europe and there's going to be a team North America. We were kind of like, okay, yeah, I mean, you're going to have this mixture of players, uh, you know, and I, I really didn't think Team North America or Team Europe were going to be much, you know, you know, see how they would be or whatever. And obviously, um, Europe uh, losing Anderson, it was unfortunate because we wanted to see him in there. But uh, of the two, I definitely think uh, North America is, is the one to really watch and see how they perform because you made a good point. I mean, you're not going to see these guys you know, play together. I mean, some of the other teams, same thing. You're not going to see these guys play, which kind of makes the tournament all together fun. But particularly this team, like you said, you've got guys that are you know young guys you know, coming up on all these other different teams. You're not going to see these guys, you know, maybe as much unless maybe in an all-star game or whatnot, uh, you know, down the road, of course, because some of these guys, I mean, they're practically all-stars already, even though that they've, you know, barely played or are going to soon play in the NHL. So I think that's probably one of the biggest things I, I like about this tournament is, you know, it, it's tough. I mean, and if you're a Ducks fan and you're watching this tournament, obviously a lot of people and a lot of our listeners we know are from the U.S., so you're going to sit there and go, well, I'm, I'm rooting for U.S. because, you know, that's my country and USA, and I get that. Don't I, Duh, I'm rooting for U.S. too. But it, it's tough because uh, you look at some of the other teams, and, you know, I want to uh, root for Sweden. You know, obviously you got a few Duck players on there. You know, I, I still want to root for Canada. you got Perry and Getz off there. And I, I think that's what makes it fun, Eddie, is it, 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 it just makes you kind of torn. Because you have certain players from your NHL team you like, but then they're on certain teams of other countries that maybe you don't necessarily like. So it kind of forces you to root for different people, and I, I just think that that makes the whole thing fun in general. 
Yeah, and, and it makes every game worth watching too. I mean, the skill level alone makes every team worth or every game worth watching. But you always have, you know, you watch a game and you'll always have the couple players you're looking for. But it'll never be a boring game. I mean, you're never looking at a game and be like, oh, I don't know why I'm watching this. Like sometimes you'll watch the World Championships and you'll get maybe Latvia playing. Uh, you know, Slovenia <laughs> or something like that, and you're like, oh, okay, I can watch this for Kopitar, and that's pretty much it. But uh, I mean, in this, you've got eight teams who have superstars on it, and all of them have a chance to win it, and, and I think that's the the most exciting thing about this. And and you know, like we mentioned before, you've just got all these guys who who might not play together again, you know, especially on Team North America, but even on Team Europe. Uh, the only chance they get to play together is at this tournament, and and from what we've seen so far from the pre-tournament games, it looks like it's been a good idea so far. And obviously, with the tournament starting uh, on the seventeenth, it's going to be exciting to see the the final outcome. Yeah, you know, and with that, that's like another fan question we had. We had a uh, Katrina. She asked us about you know Kessler getting ejected and, and the things going on in that game. And I mean, if that's an indication of anything that's going on in this, I mean, those two games, like we said, we're you know having all good fun on Twitter and whatnot, and talking about these games. And obviously, those two games didn't count, you know, as far as the standings and whatnot. But obviously, of course, they do because of you know the national pride of each country. But um, you know, I, I I thought the play, I I, I was kind of laughing just because when Kessler took out Weber, you know, I threw out there the hashtag Weber sandwich, you know, and I, you know, I guess a lot of people <laughs> understood what I was talking about and they thought it was funny too. But I thought it was kind of payback for you know, obviously the Ducks getting knocked out by Nashville. Um, even though, of course, you know Weber's switched teams now, but it was just kind of funny. But I, I, I like to see the intensity. You know, Kessler's going a million miles an hour. Uh, you see him going a million miles an hour in the next game. Thornton knocks him around. Um, you know, I, I thought that the the call was the right call against Kessler. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe Weber could have held up or whatnot. I don't know. But the thing is, is Kessler still hit him from behind. He still hit him face first into the boards and the glass. So I, I mean. I think that's what you got to do. You got to protect the players. That was the right call. But I just like to see the intensity, especially between those two teams, Eddie. Yeah, and it's nice to. Is that something that you, you like? You thought might be lacking in a tournament like this? Uh, you know, we we saw it in the all. We we've heard it about the All Star Game. For, for <laughs> I don't know how many in a row now. Right. It's the the game lacks intensity and it's just boring and there's no hitting. And you look at that game between Canada and the U.S. and it looks like any other game between Canada and the U.S. It's physical. They they seem to hate each other. There's animosity there. Um, you know, obviously there's there's the the Kessler hit on Weber, which got you know a lot of criticism. And, and really, it's just it was just an exciting game of hockey to watch. And, and and we didn't even just see that in Canada versus the U.S. We saw that even with uh, Team North America and Europe. They're just good games of hockey. They're physical games of hockey. There's skill and everything involved. So I think that's what makes this so exciting is that something we were questioning at the beginning of this when this was all first announced and being able to see that in pre-tournament games. Uh, you know, bodes well for the actual tournament games when it begins on the 17th. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, before this was announced, uh, you know, or, or right, I'm sorry, right when it was announced in the beginning, um, you know, I, I, I had some doubts, you know, and I know a lot of people had sent me messages too. Uh, you know, why are we playing this tournament? You know, it doesn't mean anything as far as the NHL uh, regular season and all that, you know, and, and yada, yada, yada. And I, and I agreed. I mean, some of the stuff people were saying, I, I kind of felt the same way. But after seeing some of these games, uh, these teams are actually playing for real. I mean, they're not – this isn't all-star game. So if you're at, you know, you're at home listening – or driving, or wherever you are listening to our show right now, and you're like, you know what, I, I don't really care about the World Cup. I'm just going to wait till October. I'm going to watch the NHL, 
and you know for, forget the World Cup of hockey. I, I would tell you don't because I saw some of the highlights, watched some of the games that I could here and there uh, this last you know a few days, and it was actually fun to watch. And like you said, the players are actually hitting. They're not out there just skating around trying to create offense and score. I mean, these teams are actually really playing, uh, which is good to see. So it, it's intense and it's fun. And also those games were just the warm-up games. Those weren't even like the real tournament games, Eddie, which that's what was cracking me up. I was like, holy crap, Kessler's going out there, you know, smacking people around. So, I mean, it, it was hilarious. I mean, other players were too, but I just that's the biggest one that people have been talking about. But um, you know, there's no lack of intensity in this tournament. That's the bottom line. And if you're on the edge of whether or not to watch this game, I, you know, if you can watch it, I know it's on ESPN three for a lot of them. And we've also posted the links with the schedules and whatnot on the social media. I try and watch it um, because so far it's been fun, Eddie. Yeah. And, and, you know, to just summarize it, if, if you don't watch it, you're going to miss out on some good hockey. I mean, from what we've seen so far and, and what looks like it's going to come, it, they're going to be great games. You know, these guys are getting ready for the season. They're, they're getting ready. They're getting warmed up. Um, this is pretty much going to be their preseason. So, you know, they're going to be playing hard. They're going to be, you know, trying to play NHL-level hockey to get ready for the start of the season. So, uh, I mean, any chance you get to watch a game, just tune in. It, it's going to be some great hockey. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to watch all the games I can. Yeah, I agree with you, and I and I think you know it's gonna be one other thing I think will be interesting about this, you know, in particular for our listeners because you know obviously a majority are Ducks fans, is how this will play out for the Ducks this season. Um, you've got all these guys, ten guys, uh, well nine technically with Raquel, uh, you know, his issue, but hopefully he comes back. But I mean, you have all these guys already playing, skating, doing this stuff. You know, uh, hopefully, as we've said before, knock on wood, none of them get injured, but. I think it's kind of good. I think they're going to be ramped up and ready to go. And I, I think the big thing in this, at least in my mind, and I know it's only 10 guys, not the whole roster and whatnot, but you know, you're talking about pretty much half the starting lineup uh, for the Ducks is out there. I think it's going to help this team come out swinging in the beginning of the season. I mean, I hope I'm not wrong, but I, I definitely think that uh, they'll have somewhat of a jump in their step, Eddie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, it's it's almost better than preseason hockey. And some of these guys yeah. don't even always play every game in preseason. You usually see the rookies and, and some of the younger guys get a chance, and you might see Getzlaff and Perry play one or two games. I think them being able to play in big tournament against some quality opposition and, and you know just get ready for the season, like you said, hopefully they don't get hurt. And, and I think them playing against this level of competition is going to help them be ready for the season. Obviously, they're not the only ones at the tournament. There's players from every team, and they're all going to be ready. But I think it, I think, you know, I did criticize the timing of the tournament when it first came out too, but you think about it, and as long as nobody gets hurt, it is great preparation for the beginning of the season, and we should see these players come out of the gate flying for their teams. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, we'll come back next week, and we'll talk about more of the uh, the games as the action unfolds. Uh, if there's any duck news, obviously we'll cover it. Uh, you know, this week was pretty quiet. Uh, a couple things going on though that uh, we can update you about is uh, most of the articles now are on the uh, the pucknetwork.com. Uh, if you've had some issues logging on to the the old uh, blog, some of the articles may still appear there on some of the links or whatnot. But just go to the puck the pucknetwork.com and they'll be on there. Uh, I know there's some glitches on the system. I'm working with some of the people from over there and trying to get it all figured out. So some of you have mentioned that to me and I, I appreciate that. I'm trying to get some of those things fixed out. 
uh, you know, on, on the website. But that's where it's going to be now. Um, we'll be putting out the articles on there. Uh, nothing else is going to change. We're still on there, still doing our thing. Um, if you are interested in writing for the Ducks, you know, please always send me a message or whatnot. If you want to write about another team, let me know as well. And we'll, we'll try and fit you with whoever else you want to talk about. And uh, we're also going to start our contest. Uh, what we do on our podcast shows, we have a, a phrase that we give out over the course of three or four shows. There's some key words in there, and, and the way it works is uh, you listen to each show. Once you know the phrase, you email it to us, and then we'll pick a winner. And the winner is going to get two tickets to the Ducks home opener. Obviously, it's towards the end of October this season, but um, that's how it's going to work. Uh, the word for this week is Ducks, so write that down. The word is Ducks. And we'll give out another word over the next two or three weeks. And uh, once we get that phrase figured out, we'll tell you when to submit it. And we'll go from there and announce the winner. So good luck to everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, let's hope Raquel gets better. And uh, maybe we'll have some more Ducks news next week. Let's go Ducks. <laughs>